settling into your postures, finding a posture that's comfortable. And if for this sitting, that would be moving to a chair, that would be helpful. So your heart is not uh, challenged with pain at the same time that it's trying to collect itself, open itself. Finding a posture that's comfortable, yet still upright and relaxed. And once you've allowed the body to come into its relaxation, its ease, you can begin by inviting the heart and mind to also come into relaxation and ease. So even as other people are entering the room, and settling with no rush. And starting fresh today, take a moment and survey your heart and see where does your heart most easily warm up? Where is your heart most easily open? We call this category the category of the benefactor. So rather than being just rote or automatic about it, see if you can honor the heart you have right now and make sure that the being you call to mind actually is the one that you can feel that gratitude towards and the care and the support and the well intentions, the well wishing that would arise most easily for this other being.
And as you tune into an image of them and begin repeating the phrases, let the image and the phrases be supportive for the actual feeling of loving kindness or friendship. Sometimes it's a respectfulness that brings joy or relief. You can begin repeating the phrases that you've found, the ones that feel most sincere to you, the ones that help you stay connected to the positive states of mind that arise. You can always use the traditional phrases. Or if there's a short phrase that's more sincere for you, you can adopt that and repeat those phrases at the speed that helps you stay in contact with the actual feeling of loving kindness or friendship or a happy respect for this other being.
Let the image be a resting place for your attention. And the phrase is something that gathers your mind to hold it in kindness to your memory or association with this other being. Wishing them safety and security, happiness and peace. health and strength. And living at ease in this world with the challenges and joys that are possible, may there be a deep sense of ease.
And now I invite you to turn your attention towards yourself and see if you can settle in with a broad and deep acceptance, caring, patience, and loyalty to yourself. Holding yourself with that sense of care and respect, gentleness, Acknowledging your own wish for safety, security, for happiness and peace. Health and strength. And to live at ease in this world. Settle in with that tender courage to be loyal to yourself and caring. You can experiment with putting your hand on your heart to help remind and support your awareness that it's to yourself you're wishing kindness, patience, and care.
sometimes the simple and humble phrase of just, may I love myself as I am. May I accept myself as I am. will merge with your mindfulness practice that as you become more tender and intimate with yourself, there's less reactivity to what you find. I love and accept myself just as I am.
and you are invited to stay with yourself if that feels important. You can also begin to bring in anybody that your heart feels warm towards. This is the category of friend. So thinking of the positive side, the positive memory, the positive association of any person or animal, anywhere there is life, where you feel there's already a relationship, where it's easy to feel the appreciation, the acceptance and gratitude. If it feels right, you can take one person at a time. You can also allow yourself to drift through many people. See if your heart can connect to them. Wishing them safety and happiness, health and ease. So find your relationship to this large category of beings you already know and already feel warm towards.
And then once again, bringing this care, loyalty, and patience back to yourself as you are right now. The flow of these experiences in your body, in your heart, your mind. See if you can become mindful of what's arising for you now. And let that mindfulness be warmed with loving kindness and acceptance. Whether you're struggling or not, at ease, if there's body pain, whatever's arising for you, let the quality of your holding it be accepting and patient and gentle, allowing loving kindness to merge with mindfulness.
Are there any questions about the Brahma Vihar practice? Yes. If you could speak up for the room. So then I, in this sitting, I just dropped it and sort of infused myself with the feeling of loving kindness and that was in the room. Um, I also sort of imagined a mother, you know, me being a mother to myself. So I'm just curious if that's what you think of that and if you have other suggestions. That, that's usually what's sort of, um, recommended, that if for whatever reason something is arising that is so strong that you're not really able to practice loving kindness um, because what's really going on is too dissonant with the cultivation. It might be like trying to start a fire in the rain and you're rubbing your sticks together, but you recognize the conditions are so contrary that you can shift uh, your attention. If you still want to cultivate kindness, it does become maybe compassion for what's happening in that moment. And so you might find that you're trying to tap into loving kindness and you feel the closed heart and it's very painful and you keep asking it to open. Then every now and then you can switch and actually send compassion and patience and kindness to the closed heart. One part of you is closed, one part of you is loving, the part of you is closed, that part of you isn't closed. That's recommended because anytime we, we strain in meditation, it's, it's often counterproductive to labor hard in meditation, to kind of um, feel something, something is happening and you're trying too hard to make something else happen. And that causes a split between, I really want to do this, but unfortunately this is happening. So then trying to realign as best you can. As you described it, uh, that's what I would do too if a lot of body pain is coming up and there's no way to alleviate it. Anybody else, a question? Yeah. So um, it's possible that we're this far into the retreat and there's still fatigue left over from daily life. But if you're finding fatigue coming up in this, you know, after a week of practice, chances are you're, um, a couple of things are happening. One, your, your mind and heart are being asked too much all day long to be present. And so you come here and you just don't have anything in this particular part of the afternoon. It's just a dip. You've been working all day, come to the afternoon, and it's just, you're hitting an afternoon dip. It's kind if not to wish something different were happening. So just to make sure that that's, that, um, that you can do that. So you're not setting up a, a frustration with that. The other thing I was gonna to say to Lori is, <clears throat> sometimes it's interesting to say, no matter what's happening for me, I won't abandon loving kindness 
So from the depths of my pain or from under the heavy fog of loving, of fatigue, I'm going to take whatever is there and send out these tiny little paper airplanes of loving kindness. <laughs> and I, they're not going very far, but I'm not giving up. <laughs> You'd have to kill me. I won't give up. I'll send loving kindness while you know, all hell breaks loose. But, so that's an interesting thing to try, as long as again, it doesn't end up being a struggle and causing a frustration or a disappointment or you can't defeat me, that type of mind, because it's, it's not necessarily the, the tender loving-kindness tone. It's courage that you're practicing more. You can also try standing. You can try changing the physical posture. <clears throat> One thing I do when I'm sleeping, I get sleepy a lot, is um, you can open your eyes and sending loving-kindness to the trees, to the people in the room, make it really nuts and bolts, practical, here and now. If I close my eyes and I'm tired, I'm going to be drifting in that state. So I open my eyes, and it's hard to imagine somebody foreign because my eyes are open. So I just like, you in the fourth low, may you be happy, and you way in the back, may you love yourself, and you, I hope you don't abandon yourself. And just, and that type of um, play is, is awakening. One of the things about loving-kindness practice is more than any other practice, you're invited to be as creative as you want to be to arouse the loving kindness that hasn't already arisen or to support the loving kindness that's already there. So sometimes the uh, phrases themselves gets a little bit repetitive and in that there's tranquility and a sense of loving kindness, but it's not engaging enough and so the attention might dip into a, a tranquility. I did a loving kindness practice once and I was told to do this, so it wasn't breaking loving kindness rules. To um, create care packages for all the people I was sending loving kindness to. And it actually engaged my mind and it, it, it took me out of a sleepy state into a creative state. And it's like, oh, so for my brother, and it would have this, it would have that, and I gave it to him, and to my dad, it was this, and to my mom, and then my sister's kids, and I'm like, okay. That was good and it actually woke me up. And then it got busy and then it got sort of like a burden to like all these care packages and another care package. <laughs> and so if I kept with it, I wasn't cultivating loving kindness. I was a sort of duty bound, like another care package again. And so if I kept with it, it wasn't, it didn't um, grow the fire. So we take the image and the phrases, we rub them together and hopefully you get the warmth of loving kindness. So what you're doing is really aimed at getting loving-kindness to start circulating. This is one of the um, folds of the Eightfold Path, is doing what you can to help bring forth that which has not been brought forth yet, or to support that which has arisen that's positive. So we're bringing loving-kindness forward if it hasn't arisen, and if it has, we support it, and we're learning how to do that. So you're asking for advice, and that's with sloth and torpor, opening your eyes, bringing more energy, possibly creating, um, uh, being creative with how you're doing it so that it's a little more fun. And there's a lot of permission to experiment with this particular form. With mindfulness, we, we sink into what's happening. So we're kind of not being vastly creative. We're allowing experiences to be creative and we meet them one by one. 
with loving kindness because it's specific. Any way that we learn that I can get loving kindness to flow for me where it's not flowing is fair. It's fair game for this practice. So there's room for creativity and that might counter the sloth and torpor and it might not. And if it doesn't, then there's acceptance and you might need to hold yourself with loving kindness that there's a wave of fog rolling through. You know, it's going to be this time in the afternoon if you're not an afternoon person. So holding yourself with kindness around that. Yeah. And I just got so caught up in it. I was yeah. just like at cruise driven for about the rest of that day. Yeah. And it didn't work um, for me to send them loving kindness. Right. Today I tried a different technique. <laughs> with them or with somebody else? I didn't send it, I just experienced it. Yeah. And that seemed to like steady me right. pretty well until the very end. And then I started feeling like all this anger. Hmm. Right. But I felt like, for me, it was more productive to just um, not have an object in the practice. Beautiful. That's great. And we're all, we're all different, and every day we're different. And so it also can be a sort of a frustration, is that you have to keep getting creative to figure out, today this heart seems to respond this way. Today, no matter what I try, nothing's doing it. And But you... Keep intuiting it. And probably what you did is that you probably had an open heart and asked it to go somewhere. And when it went there tenderly, it got a lot of grief. And so that, that can be beautiful, but the, the progression is to open up to what increases that. It's like if you put a damp log on a small fire, it can't burn it. So it's not the right fuel for that fire. But if the fire is warm and going, you can put other any type of fuel on it and everything becomes fuel. And so when the heart's strong, it can turn to people who are dying and you just wish them and all their family and it's, it doesn't diminish the heart, it actually is fuel. They're very, the truth of what they're going through is a, it's uplifting to, um, to wish them well all the way through it because the other option is, is less, to not be connected or wish them something different. So when that's right, the heart uses it, and it's one more reason to love um, when the timing is right in that. It is, the, the next category is called the neutral category. And as people, we don't, um, the friend category, these categories are, are a little bit chunky, but um, the friend category is anybody where you can easily see the positive side of them and your heart easily goes into um, wishing them well. And so it could be, we call it friend, um, but it could be your students are like that. Some of your students are already your heart glows around them and you're already wishing them well and you see them, you see their potential and you're rooting for them stronger than they're rooting for themselves. That's already a lot of metta going. And metta isn't a foreign object to any of us. 
that's one thing I, it took me a long time to learn. I define where metta was actually flowing. And for me, it was the first place it was flowing was with my dog. That's where my hugest metta channel was. And then I, once I knew it, I could find it with my dad, my mom, and I could find it with everybody. So the care you have for your students, the care you have for clients, um, for some of them, you think of them right away, it's like, oh, that's not, <laughs> that's not a good place to start because you're going into some sense of grief or frustration. But this category of friend, it's really just anybody where the, uh, um, it's easy, um, might be a peer, might be someone that you're caring for. So anybody, that's actually quite broad category. And neutral persons, we get into it more specifically. It's just people we haven't already established that. Like you care about all beings, but you just haven't yet established a hard connection to that being yet. So that's the next category coming. So before that, you're welcome to explore anybody where there's already a positive association that's easy to tap into. And anybody over here just where we're sweeping? Yeah, Don. Um, uh, you mentioned that, that when you were making your care packages, um, and then you reached a point where you got, it became burdensome. Uh, and I, I wasn't clear, what did you do with that? Um, I, I stayed with it a little bit just because um, for two reasons. One, sometimes the mind that feels burdened will feel burdened by everything. So even if you try something new, you realize it was actually a state of mind, not the technique that you're in. My heart was just tired of practice at that point. It also could be that that particular mode um, just doesn't support the arising of loving kindness. So in the four great efforts, we're supposed to... Uh, Prevent what hasn't arisen that's not helpful. Diminish or stop what has arisen that isn't helpful. That's two for the non-helpful category. For what's helpful, if it's already happening, support it. If it hasn't arisen, then help it arise. Okay, it's shorthand. You'll get a talk on it. Don't worry. <laughs> but <clears throat> if the technique you're using isn't accomplishing that goal, and you, you know you try it for 10, 15 minutes, and it's like, yeah, this is this is empty today, then you say, like, what else, what might work for my heart today? And that takes intuition, asking your heart, settling in. Like, God, the only loving kindness I have today is for, I see a butterfly. That's the only thing coming up. It's like, okay, butterfly, it's you and me today. We're going <laughs> to, we're just going to start there. And then the butterfly doesn't do it. And I'm like, okay, it's... It's a zero day. Yeah, there's nothing. And you just, I've learned to hold myself. It's like, oh, temple, oh, one of these days. <laughs> there's <laughs> nothing working. And my ability to hold myself is actually, I'm the hardest person in that day usually to love because it's, it's a very internal shutdown day. Rather than going to the, being wrapped up in the story of it, I can step back and hold myself. Today is a day where my heart won't open. So in that particular case, when I found that care packages, it was too much of a technique. It wasn't really warming my heart. It became burdensome to think one more time, one more care package. Then as a technique, it wasn't opening. It wasn't helping loving kindness arise. It was just a dutiful task I was um, undertaking in my mind. And it's, it just wasn't really arousing loving kindness. It might have been good for, type, for creativity, for determination, 
for steadfastness, other qualities of mind, but for loving kindness, it just wasn't doing much. I wrote love letters to people. Um, that was one practice I did for a while, just, dear mom, you know, I could go on about the things that upset me, but not today. <laughs> Let's start here. <laughs> you know, and, you know, I had to say that first line, to be honest, to allow the next lines to feel sincere. Um, but that's what, it, it, that actually allowed my heart to be creative and sincere, and it, it allowed the true loving kindness. You know, the story about loving kindness is, generic, but the loving kindness you actually already have, that already flows through you, that wants to be felt, wants to be expressed, the, the practice goes in that direction. And so you can help it go in that direction by um, tuning in. And the phrases are just a place to start. The classical phrases are just a place to start. But the, the letter of gratitude you would write anybody, if it's sincere, would trump the, tr- the traditional phrases. Because you'll, if you actually check into your heart, that's where your heart is already got glow, authentic glow. And it's easier to work with an, a fire that's already lit and add fuel to it and nourish it than try to start one from scratch. So that's what I do when I do loving kindness practices. I try to just do a survey. Where is it, where is it today? What's easy to, where is it there's already a fire going today? And certain people are easy one day and then for some reason I just can't. I can't really feel much for them the next day. Just general kindness, but nothing really that tangible. And I do a little survey, and all of a sudden, oh, you know, for my friend's three-year-old daughter, may she learn the alphabet. It's so cute, and all of a sudden I'm there, and it's easy. So starting where it's easy, and then adding fuel to that fire is much less work than just sticking with the form and turning the crank and hoping something uh, ignites from there. fun, it's creative, it, it brings many positive qualities of mind up, um, and it brings your loving kindness forward, and your loving kindness is already priceless and beautiful, and if that's the way you got into it that day, you know, big bow. So be creative with it, and don't let it become a chore or a rut, because it's, it's sort of the opposite of what we're hoping to cultivate. And then it's a beautiful thing unto itself, it's an important quality of heart and mind unto itself. But it begins to uh, blend where wherever I rest my attention, if I'm not loving where my attention is resting, my heart's not engaged. So loving kindness, it uses mindfulness to love. I could love abstract ideas, but better that I love you and me and this room and those turkeys 
wherever my attention is actually landing, it can be uh, love. And then the loving kindness warms the mindfulness up. The mindfulness gives loving kindness a place to really um, come into and imbue your actual life. So as you, you know, go walking now, you can do either or you can do both a loving kindness, mindfulness walk or a walking uh, mindfulness walk that's imbued with loving kindness. You know, let's see what that's like as you walk before um, dinner time and carry it into dinner time and carry it through the rest of the retreat if you can, you know, bringing that warmth to yourself, to your experience, to the beings around you is uh, the fruition of mindfulness and of loving kindness. So enjoy. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.